word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day. First one unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. Dry snitching. Intentionally getting someone in trouble by outing something they've done wrong while trying to keep it sly. The example stated here is you return to work from lunch with the boss right there, coworker to you. I didn't know we had two-hour lunches. Mm. Yeah. Those little side comments, snide comments like that. Yeah. All right. We've all been the victim of those. All right. And then the next word of the day, outre. O-U-T-R-E. Passing the bounds of what is usual or considered proper, unconventional, or bizarre. Hmm. The quote here provided by this app is a kind of growing horror of outre and morbid cast seem to possess him. It's from H.P. Lovecraft, Cool Air, Tales of Magic and Mystery, March 1928. Seems like a wonderful piece of literature. A kind of growing horror of outre and morbid cast seem to possess him. Well, I'm sure as you could deduce by now, I am by myself. That doesn't mean I won't be joined by friends such as Tim Brown and Billy Lytle, but Flan is at a Giants game, at the Giants game right now. Mateo is off doing whatever Mateo does on Wednesdays, being social, living his best life. And Cousin John, Cousin John's with his wife, I believe. So me not having any three of those, um, I've just decided to talk sports. Which, you know, not too bummed about. We're After all, we're trying to carve a lane out doing that. You know? So, Anyway, great show. It's Wednesday. Lattles Locks. Got my ass kicked last week. But we'll revisit that in a little bit. But for now, let's get it on. See me rolling too far, I'ma get it on my own, man Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean Seashell, had to get it myself At the house since the young and I've been paying my bills For the longest I don't need you, all you niggas see through Round up motherfuckers, I can wait through Too much money to be making, need it wire Work for myself like all you niggas aren't it Nigga, you probably can Google me, eh Dr. Guap, what did you do to me, eh Wake up like, what are you doing today? I'ma get first to economy, eh I'ma go back to hiatus If these juice won't play this Might die, might die R.I.P. to my bed, Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, the podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes, sponsorship free, because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth, and I'm joined by nobody. I'm flying solo. 
So I've done this a couple times. Good practice. I give mad respect to people like Colin Cowherd, regardless if you don't agree with his approach or what he has to say. That man carries a three-hour radio show by himself every day. Like, I mean, I know there's a group of people that go in. It takes a village. He's got joy. He's got goulet. They chime in every once in a while. But for the majority, that man is, is literally carrying three hours of the show by himself, and they give him two, maybe 15-minute interviews an hour. And let me tell you, just from my experience of being in radio and watching people navigate those waters, that shit sink or swim. And he's been doing it for a while, and he's been swimming for a while. So, But, you know, then you look at other radio shows like The Dan Patrick Show, or the Levitard show. Those are two of my other favorites. Like that's the type of sports show that I'd want to have, right? You get that level of professional journalism and reporting and speculation with Cowherd, but then you also have the fun like those guys do. You have a lot of producers, so it creates a lot of content. So while it is fun to do this by myself and test myself, man, I miss my friends. So with that being said, let's uh, let's get into this Alpha, Beta, Zeta. Because again, just because Flan's here doesn't mean that there wasn't Alpha, Betas, and Zetas out there. The first one, Alpha, is this heat. Jesus Christ, if you are in Sonoma County or Northern California, you are getting hit with a heat wave right now. I was texting Tim earlier. It was like 107 in Vacaville, and it's it hit 100 today in Santa Rosa. I know because I do the weather report, humble brag, but it's been hot, and nothing will zap your will to do anything like the heat. Man, I hope people stay hydrated. But the good news is, is that it looks like it is the end of what is the summer heat wave, so we'll, we might have like more going full meteorologist here we might have more dips of like hitting up in the 80s but you know for the most part we're looking at mid to low 70s which is nice totally functionable and then you look at the rest of the country and how they're going to start dipping into like the 30s oh so gross i'm not ready for that when i go back to canada by the way that's a it's gonna be so cold i mean it'll be fun and i'll be drinking so that'll be a way to stay warm but you know still got to play it smart make sure all the extremities are covered like my dick no inappropriate all right, next up, beta, me. Not just for that terrible joke, but because I, we talked about it, we touched upon it briefly on Sunday with the, the Niner-Steeler game. It's even worse at work, okay? Your friends is one thing, but when you go to your workplace and you're surrounded by Niner fans, even the Raider fans tried pointing and laughing, and I was just like, what happened with the Vikings? Shut your mouth. But the Niner fans at work, insufferable. Congratulations on your win. I can't say anything because, again, beat straight up, but... You know, there's a couple things that we can that we're kind of omitting the details that you know minor details, but whatever. I, I understand that the end game they still got the W, so I can't say anything. And it's been a it's been a nice humbling these past couple of days, really biting my lip. So again, just have to check back in later in the season and see how things go. But uh, yeah, for sure, it was it was really really rough being served the uh, humble pie these past couple of days. I didn't even talk as much shit beforehand as I wanted to, but that's because my quarterback got hurt. You know, but the Minka trade, that kind of gave me a second wind. I was ready to start yapping up. And in the first half, it looked like we were going to back it up, settle for field goals. I don't want to relive this again. I'm I'm the beta. I'm just owning that right now. I am the beta for this show because of half or for what I've had to deal with, with, with what I brought upon myself, right? Can't play the victim mentality. Just got to own it. Damn. All right. And the Zeta, the weirdest of the weird, I think I'm getting an ear infection. So no big deal. Playing hurt. Not a big deal. Shouts out to Lucas Spence. But this happens every once in a while. Uh, I think I've talked about it before. I've, you know, for as suavecito as I may look, I have tiny ass nasal passages for my ears and my nose. So that shit gets clogged up three, four times a year with allergies. It's the worst. Have to go to the doctor and, you know, those Navage things. Basically, that's like what I get done like times 10 on steroids through my nose, 
my ears. It's rough, man. And I think I'm going to have to hit that point again because the ear infection is just, it's like the whole left side of my head is killing me right now. This is actually quite the aesthetic I have going on with the recording of this podcast. Picture me shirtless, headphone falling off my head because I'm trying to be comfortable, dousing myself with ice water, trying to stay cool. And we're out here just absolutely working it. Baby. All right, so the alpha, beta, zeta, the heat, alpha, me, the beta, and the zeta is ear infections because, man, I'm, like, prone to this shit, like, easily two, three times a year. That actually, there, there might be, like, a chronic, chronic something there. That's not good. I got to get that checked out. Oh, well, we'll see. All right, talking points. Only got two of them. Only got two of them because that's what's been in the news lately. It's been what I've been thinking about. And this is uh, Jalen Ramsey, Melvin Gordon. Who are we going to start with first? Jalen Ramsey or Melvin Gordon? Let's start with actually just both of them at the same time. Just holdouts. And you're seeing two holdouts here in a, in a way that's so unique, right? Like you have Melvin Gordon doing the traditional, I'm going to hold out, but I'm only going to hold out until week eight because I still want to get paid for this year. And then, oh, shit, I see my team's doing relatively well without me. So I'm actually going to report four weeks before I said that I was because I'm still trying to get paid and show that I, I did, I'm worth what I think I should get paid even though that they found a suitable backup and, and the running game's looking not not that great, but it's not bad either in Los Angeles. And then on the flip side, you have the Jaguars with Jalen Ramsey. That man's just very unhappy. I feel like if you pay him, he would stay in Jacksonville. But the thing is, is you've already paid Nick Foles, and you've got other playmakers on your defense that you need to feed and make sure that they get paid. And you've also got Fournette. You really don't have great tight ends or great wide receivers on the offense, so you don't have to worry about that as far as where the money's going in Jacksonville. But now Jalen Ramsey first calling in sick, and now he's just saying, hey, I'm stepping away from the team indefinitely because I'm about to have another baby, or, you know, um, he's about to watch or help deliver another, another baby. I don't want to say that wrong. I think I get that, but the, the timing of the sick day was pretty curious when that happened on Monday, and now this report today, two days later, about the baby, uh, don't get the newborn sick, but I think it's just, I, I don't know, unless Tom Coughlin is willing to sign the check for Jalen Ramsey, I think that's beyond repairable there in Jacksonville. He's done, they need to ship him out and find him somewhere that's going to pay him, and there's a lot of speculation on different places that he could go, like I've heard Kansas City's name get brought up before. I'm thinking the Patriots. If I'm the Patriots, I'm making a move on that because you've got a decent secondary already. Why not bolster it with Jalen Ramsey? You play out the rest of this year. Maybe you pay him because McCourty's getting old at safety. Who's the other DB they have out there? Gilmore. I don't know. How old is Stephon Gilmore? If I'm New England, that seems like a smart play. That's a way to slow down Kansas City. And Kansas City's really the only looking like the only team that's really going to get in your way of challenging anything that... uh that New England wants to do, looking up Stephon Gilmore's age right here. 29 years old? Yeah, see, and Jalen Ramsey. And Jalen Ramsey's 24 years old. I'm gonna I'm gonna trade for Jalen Ramsey if I'm New England, and I'm gonna invest in that position because Bill Belichick is very good at coaching up that position, but it would also be very good to have an all-pro player at that position to help teach and 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 rub the concepts off on other young DBs that you'll be drafting in the process. So this is, I know we, I know it's fun and it's become the meme, the, the internet meme now to say New England's getting on the phone to get everybody, but this actually makes sense if the Patriots really want to get past Kansas City. They don't have the offense that they've had in the past. This is going to be a grinded out team again, and their defense is going to need to shut down offenses. 
They're, they haven't really been tested thus far in the season. Look who they've played. When the schedule gets tougher, it just makes sense to have Jalen Ramsey. That's all I'm saying. Moving back to Melvin Gordon, I'm looking at the Chargers rushing stats through the first three games of the season and 64 attempts for 335 yards and two touchdowns. They're averaging 5.2 yards an attempt. So that's a full yard more than they're letting up with their opponents on the defense. So I think Melvin Gordon was kind of sitting at home, took a look at this, and was just like, oh, shit, I need to get back out there. He needs to be part of the guys, that, or he needs to be the one that's putting up most of that. They're averaging just about 110 yards rushing a game. That's not too bad. Melvin Gordon needs to get back in there, though, and average about 130, buck 40, and show that, hey, I can, I can do what the entire, I can supplement what the entire team was doing while I was out. And I feel like that's what, he won't get exactly what he wants, but that's still a way to get a piece of the pie. And at this point, that's really all he can do. Because I think, what, Melvin Gordon's 27, 28, played four years at Wisconsin. There's a lot of miles on that body, bro. And uh, the NFL ain't really about giving, giving thank you deals unless you're a quarterback. Just look at Aaron Rodgers. Now it's time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked, I'm the streets voice out west. Of his 46 home runs this season, 44 of them have been off different pitchers by Cody Bellinger. Wow. Give me that number one more time. So he has four oh, and of lost, the you, lost you lost you there for a second. Tim, repeat that for oh, a second. Of his, he has forty six home runs this season. And of the forty six, forty four of them have been off different pitchers. Jesus. He was almost I thought he was gonna go all season, but he finally repeated. Variety is the spice of life, my friend. Yes. Equal opportunity pitcher hater, I guess. He's career destroyer. Well, not ERA, ERA incinerator. How about that? Just raise it right up. Jesus. I like that. I like that pretty good. The ERA incinerator. All right. The ERA. The ERA. So, well, thank you for that stat of the day. Now, let's move up to uh, some three up, three down. All right, Tim, three up, three down in the world of uh, Major League Baseball. Three positives, three negatives. Let's go first up. First up is going to be the St. Louis Cardinals. Ah, the Cards. Kind of sneakily, not really sneakily, but sneakily, they're in the lead for the Central, and they're looking like they're going to clinch that mother father. They clinched, they clinched the playoff spot. I reported that last episode when you were not yeah. available. But, they, it, yeah, it looks like they're about to take the, the Central real nice and good. Uh, this is the first time that the Cubs won't be in the playoffs since 2014, correct? Yeah, well, thanks for ruining my first down. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, hey, transition. There you go. That's a professional transition. Transition really well. Hey, I don't even, I don't even professional. have – we'll pull the curtain back for the listeners. I don't even have – the his notes in front of me. I'm I'm writing this down live so I can get an instant reaction, genuine content. What can I say? But that was just a lucky guess. But why are the Cubs down? Is that because of what I said? Yep, they they are out of the playoffs this year. They officially have been eliminated. Bring back the goat. I heard something uh, interesting about them. They're the 
one team that when everything was going down about developing players and stuff, they developed new pitching. So I guess pitching is still a premium in Major League Baseball. Yeah, don't matter what kind of bats you got. And it looked like Chris Bryant also went down not too not not too long ago too, so that's going to be concerning. But luckily, of all off season to recover. So, yes, shout out to uh, Mr. Rizzo coming back from his injury, and he comes out to the Undertaker theme song. Yes, I heard that. Impressive. Is that, is that second up or is that just honorable mention? That's just honorable mention. Oh, okay, who's the second up? Second up is going to be the Dodgers clinching home field. Advantage for the wild card, blah 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 blah. They're a good team, great, cool, grand. I'm a fan. Yeah, get, get me back to the World Series and actually fucking win it this time. <laughs> I don't. I feel like I'm like the worst Dodger fan of all time because it's like they're doing great. I should be all up in arms and like, yeah, in your face, everybody else. But I, I really just don't care. It's like having you know one filet mignon, or that's not even a good. As a butcher and you as a former meat man, that's not a good representation of what a good steak is. It's like having a really good prime ribeye. I don't know if I like that term, meat broil. man. Well, you're a, would you rather be a counter hop? Is that better? Well, that's true, huh? Yeah, okay. I guess I'll take meat man. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like having a really good steak and then just going with hot dogs for a while. It's like, you know, you kind of want to get back to that steak feeling. Absolutely. And until then, it's still fresh in your mouth, so... Mm. So that's my second up. Alright, second down. The New York Metropolitans have been eliminated as well. Yeah, for a second there, they had us all fooled. I really thought the Mets were going to sneak into the playoffs somehow. I'm just hoping that Pete Alonso breaks that uh, rookie home run record. He's one shy of Aaron Judge. And how many games they have left? Um, ooh, actually, I don't know. My months are all blending together. I know He's they're probably looking today. at about less than 15 at-bats. Well, hey, a man of his stature, he can do it. Real, though, because they're entering Thursday, so you either have your final four-game series of the season or it's a quick weekender because I believe the season ends on Sunday, correct? I think you're correct. Yeah, so he's got a, he's got less than 15 uh, at-bats to get that done. I think he can. He'll at least tie it for sure. I don't know if he'll break it. Yeah, I hope he does. I hope he breaks it. Unless somebody just lobs up a duck for him to do it, you know? That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> and they, they accuse of uh, who was the pitcher they accused of doing that for Bonds? Um, I think it was the Dodger. The uh, no, maybe it's the Diamondback. Who was the who was the Asian pitcher with three three names? Um, oh, Byung Young Kim. There's been a couple. Yeah, Byung Young Kim. I'm pretty sure he got accused of cu- serving up a couple. Byung Young Home Run. Yeah, <laughs> Byung Young Home Run. Uh, all right. That was what uh, we called him in the family because. Anytime the game was a clutch situation, he would give up a home run. Uh, feel it. Oh, man. All right, third up. Third up, um, I'm going to be premature here and say yours truly is the third up based off of my preseason predictions, which we will find hopefully someday. <laughs> and before the playoffs start, I, I'm pretty sure I'd, I, I don't know, I'll say – Seventy percent correct. I am a little upset, man. I really did th- thought I, I thought I wrote those down and kept them out here. Maybe they're inside. I have no idea. I need to find them. But that, yeah, I'm. You're pretty good about your predictions. I'll give you credit. And it's, but I, uh, I don't know. I don't know because uh, I do not remember off the top of my head. <laughs> and I'll, I'll go. I'll go another honorable mention. Uh, Ronald Acuna. I think he. Um, I'm pretty sure that he's closing in on a 40-40 club situation going on, which would, in my opinion, propel him. To the top for the MVP vote. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, if you go 40-40, how do you vote against that? That's true. 
It's kind of like a triple double in basketball. Uh, more than that. Averaging a triple double in basketball for the entire season. Come on, that's what got Westbrook yeah. a unanimous MVP. That should get a coon. Right, averaging, averaging it for a season, yes, not just a single. You know. Yeah. But I'm saying if Acuna gets 40-40, yeah, they probably should. That that should make a case for a unanimous, right? I would assume so. You have a decent chance. All right, third down, Tim. Third down? Oh, I don't want to pick this one correctly. I'm trying to think of all the downs I could do. What are you what are you, um, what are you doing right now? Filling up a water bottle, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's, it's all good. I, it's, it's hot, hot. Here. it's hot here too, man. It's it's kinda of slowly zapping my energy. <laughs> There's my third down. It's not a baseball thing, but it's freaking hot. Come on, the September hundred degrees heat wave. Yeah, I know. That's a downer. This is this is ridiculous. I didn't know we moved Big to Texas. Downer, hold this L. <laughs> Alright, uh actually If I may quote my friend Jeff. <laughs> all right. He's uh, got a podcast, you guys should listen to it. <laughs> third third down. I told you it's this heat, dude. Oh, the heat? Okay. It's hot. Yeah. Well, the heat got alpha earlier in the show, so I guess now it's it's getting double duty. But, yeah, it's hot, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I just don't have another down. You're all baseball good. season's coming to a close, so I'm, like, really just hyped up about it. Postseason baseball, man. I mean, first off, postseason anything is, is awesome, but postseason baseball has its own little special gravitas that you're just like, okay. Like, I might not watch the – I'll definitely watch the wild card. I might not watch the DS, but I'll definitely watch the CS in the World Series. Is that fair? Yeah, I'll say that it's like postseason baseball is kind of like the Pac-12 after dark. You never know what's actually going to happen. You go into it thinking like, hey, I'm pretty sure this team should win. but Yeah, good luck betting it. It don't matter if that team won 115 games the regular season. All it takes is four losses, and they're bounced. Hashtag 2001 or 2002 Mariners. Yeah. That is true, well, yeah. I can't remember which team it was, but they said, I think it was like, they won 120 and got bounced. They got swept. Wait, A-Rod was on the the Rangers by then, right? Yes, so that, that was an Ichiro team. Ichiro, oh, yeah, 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 okay. Mm. Back when it was called Safeco, those were the days. Indeed. All right. Those were the days. All right. Let's talk some football. Thank you for your three up, three down, Tim. Now I want to get into, we're going to do a little sneak peek of uh, Lytle's Locks here. We're going to get six picks this week, but we're only going to review. I, I have a special assignment for you to break down your picks because I'll break down the rest of them when we, when we talk to Bill here in a minute. I want the game that you are most confident about, okay? So last week, keep in mind, you are officially the seller dweller. Uh, well, you're tied with John just because John, that was his first week playing last week. Uh, you went two and three last week. For your your overall record is now at six nine and one. Nice. So I went two and three last week. I yeah. mean, come on, I thought it was better than that. Nope, two and three. So damn son. So, I just wanted that six nine and one. Who who <laughs> is your what what game are you most confident about this week? My most confident game is USC at Washington. Washington giving ten and a half points. I'm so tempted to take the over on that too, but uh, yes, I that, did. For the, for the listener, I did text the guys the overs for the college game, and I said if you want to bet the over as well, you can. But in order for the pick to lock, to, for you to get credit for the win, you have to hit on both the spread and the over under. Oh, I thought it'd be. I thought it was double win. Like no, 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 no. It's twofold. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It's cool. A parlay bet. So I'm not taking the over. Yeah. F that noise. I'm just <laughs> hedging my best on the one. All right, so you're most sure about the USC game. You're taking USC and the points on the road in Washington. 
It's gonna yeah. be. I think that's gonna be an interesting game. To be completely honest, it's one of those that I'll probably head out to the bar and watch. Actually, no, I think that game's at about five. I'll probably be having dinner. I take that back. Yeah, I don't know. I think USC. They got something special going on with the quarterback situation. They're on their third string quarterback. He came out just gunning. Yeah, USC gunning Washington. Like USC Tom Marinovich. Marinovich. Oh, what a. Okay, yeah, now that game's way earlier in the day because I have another Pac-12 after dark game to, to cleanse the palate because uh, last week was such a goddamn disappointment with the UCLA-Washington State game. Holy shit, That man. was Hey, you know what? For Pac-12 after dark, that was what it and is. And then the chicks, I'm sorry the that chicks afterwards, that really that really just put the uh, the icing on the cake there with that whole thing. But, it yeah, the Pac-12 after that's that literally was. It, it really did encompass Pac-12 after dark. They scored 20-something 20, 20 points in like two minutes and 30 seconds of game time. It was absolutely insane. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Nick P, uh, USC and Arizona State. Or I'm sorry, Cal versus, versus Arizona. I can't even. I'm so excited about Pac-12 after dark now. <laughs> Cal versus Arizona State is Friday night. And that's the Pac-12 after dark game for that. No, we're not betting that one. We we got the different one. Well, we're not betting. I'm just saying that's sneak peek for. I think that's going to be the. Oh, uh, the, the, I think that's the main game, game of the, of the week. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Pac-12 game of the week, where it's just like ooh, they'll be re-airing that during the week in a in a. Uh, condensed form where they get rid of all the gibberish on the side and they just do that, you know, the 30 minutes of each play, boom, 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 you know? Yes. All right. Yes, 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 What's yes, the yes. game that you're least certain about but you still think you might be able to pull it out but you're just like, oh, shit, I hope this this is a toss-up either way? Uh, I took the Browns over the Panthers, but I'm sorry, I took the Browns with the points over the Ravens. The I'm Ravens are at... giving seven points against the Browns and you're not sure about the Browns because... Because they could either have a close game like they did against St. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just out of it today, man. It's the against heat, man. the Rams. I almost said St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. How dare you. I know. There you go. Taking it back to the Kurt Warner days. The bigger uh, Yeah, they can have a close game like they did against the Rams, or Baltimore could just blow them out of the water. You don't know what you're going to get. Absolutely no idea. No idea what the hell you're going to get from this division at all this year. I'll tell you that right now. 100%. Total crapshoot. Might be the worst division in football this year. No. <laughs> You're right. The I AFC East will always did. be bad. But I'm just saying, like, at least as far as, like, the, you know how the NFC they, North? NFC North? No, 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 no. The AFC North? You know how the NFC East always has that one? That it always seems like that it always comes down to, like, you know, a 9-7 and seven and an 8-8 eight and eight team. I feel like that's going to be the North, but it's going to be an 8-8 eight and eight team that makes it in, and then the rest of them are all going to be 7-9 and nine and under. You know, I still think the Steelers have the capacity to win double-digit games. It's a pipe dream, but I, it's possible. But um, this, I, I'm gonna say, tell you right now, it's gonna be Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. But it's gonna be like four and twelve, fucking five and eleven. It's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. Seven and nine hope- and eight and eight. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be yeah. ugly. That's gonna yeah. that, and yet somehow whoever comes out of that division will still win a game in the playoffs. So. You know, it just, just, just the style of football that's going to be played is so ugly and sloppy, but it's going to build a lot of character, and it's just going to, you know, you know how football is. It's weird like that. So, all right, and then uh, let's you play to win <laughs> the game. Hello. All right, uh, Tim, your wild card game. Interesting pick here. Uh, care to elaborate? Uh, well, originally I thought that the Steelers had a bye week. So I was taking the bye week versus the Steelers just to kind of rub it in your face, and I thought maybe there'd be another oh, so injury funny. that came down. Uh-huh. I was trying to be trying to be a jerk like I normally am with you, but it's that tough love. It backfired. Um, 
a little bit. I'm sure at one point you're like, wait, if I work for the Steelers, what the hell is he talking about? Um, yeah. um, I took... Who did I take? I took the Saints plus three over Dallas. Which is interesting uh, because... I have them listed here at plus two and a half, but if they no change it to two and a half, you know how I am. I love the half points. If you're confident, give me those half points. I don't want the three. <laughs> I want the half points. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, two and a half. Plus two and a half. All right. The two and a half. At least, yeah. At least that guarantees that you're either going to definitively win or lose. You won't push. I'm either going to win or lose. It's not going to be like. Yeah, I'll take the other tie. Three, I only want so. the one tie. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, yes, yeah, most confident about USC at Washington. You're a little skeptical, a lot of skeptical, actually, about the Browns. A lot of matchup, matchup. And then your wild card is the Saints plus two and a half. Interesting as they host the Dallas Cowboys with a rejuvenated Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I'm going to say that Mr. Hill's going to have a big part in this game. Tyson. He's going to have himself quite the game this week. The pride of Pro Plus Bowl. Are, How do you think, how do you think that Orleans, works out? So. Do, you, do you know, is there a bigger mismatch than Taysom Hill from Provo, Utah, Mormon country, and then inserting him, just airlifting him and dropping him right in New Orleans? Like, I can only imagine that anything that's written about in the Mormon Bible that talks about sin is probably just a depiction <laughs> of New Orleans. It's just one giant depiction of New Orleans. Just the nefarious stuff that's going on down there and just all the, yes. the, the liquor and all that all that good stuff and just the, Taysom Hill just walking yes, around. Just, good Lord. You know? What about what about taking Mr. Marshawn Lynch out of Oakland, California and throwing him into Buffalo, New York? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another bad one. Culture shock. <laughs> Which can be cycled back to I feel the like Kardashians. That was, I feel like that was the, so. that's the opposite, though. That's like the flip. That's it like is. the reverse. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we beat to Rabble, Key beat to Locke. That's like Marshawn to Buffalo, and yeah, you got Taysom to New Orleans. That's, oh, man. Like, you know, opposite and to with that And with that diggable planet's reference, we're cool like that. We're cool like that. We're cool like that. We out. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tim. We'll talk to you again on Sunday. Uh, wishing you best for your bets. Unless they go thank against you, mine, then, then they have to go down. We'll see when I make my F picks. That's your bets. Yeah, all right. All right. That <laughs> is Tim Brown. Tim, any parting shots? No. Goodbye. Um, Jeff Woodworth, uh, you're going to be proud of me. I started Peaky Blinders. Hey. Dude, October 4th, new season. So what do you think? Yes. Real quick, real quick. Right. Um, actually, no, we have plenty of time, honestly. So strap it in, folks. You're going to be yeah, <laughs> ready for this. I'll give you about three minutes of Peaky Blinders. So episode one, what would you think? Episode one, I was like, all right, this is a great show. The one thing that really is getting on my nerves is the uh, mismatch of music to time. Like, it's taking place in the 1920s, I'm assuming. And yeah, you get some like, raconteurs, yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is not really working for it, me. I'm it goes, it, 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 it flips around and like the time and the music that they use in the show is actually really good. It's just, yeah, it's, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great music and it's a great show, but it's like the combination. It's like, it's a show that takes it, but the, no, 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 you won't, you won't get, you won't get any rap. The show takes itself very seriously in the writing. And then I feel like the music kind of lightens it just a little bit at times. Right. So just enough to keep your average man entertained. Yeah. Well, do you see when they went out there and fought the uh, spoiler alert? I mean, if you haven't seen it at this point, better get on it. Uh, when they went out there and fought the gypsies when they go to sell the horse. Well, was that episode two? Yes. 
Yeah, I when saw the, that. When, that's when you get introduced to the whole the whole uh, razor blades on the back of the the cap. Well, I've noticed that already throughout episode one because it showed a couple people with it. But I mean, if yeah. you just don't notice it, you just don't notice it. It's uh, I mean, it's something. I mean, well, you know, Tim, I'm also I'm also so stoked for season five. You're asking me to go back to the very first episode. I'm trying to rethink of what's going on right now and not spoil the rest of the season for you. Well, I have a feeling that Tommy's going to die because everybody's like, oh, yeah, Arthur's a badass. I'm like, mm, two episodes in, Tommy's pretty much running shit, so. Huh, 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 yeah. Um, so, I don't want to spoil that. Yeah, so, um, I'm not going to say anything. Um, and shout out to them casting uh, whoever the dude was that played Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Good, good for them. For who? I don't know the guy's name. The same guy that played, uh, uh, I can't remember the dude's name in, I think it was Platoon. I but who's the, char- who's the character from uh, Peaky Blinders? Uh, the bald dude who keeps on going through his war episodes. Oh, Danny Wisbang. Yes. The, the lovable idiot. Yes. Oh, Danny Wisbang. Oh, my goodness. So that dude, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Has he, uh, has he uh, done, the, done the thing yet? I don't know. Oh, okay. Two episodes in, last I saw you got shot, quote-unquote, in the back of the head. There you go. Yep, so he definitely, you've, you've passed the part where he stabs the Italian barber, and then they got uh, yeah. and then he's got to get shot because what he'll do is worse than that. Okay, yeah, you're in for a treat, man. Season one's great. Uh, just text me as long as you go, and then that'll be good nostalgia for me because then I can just be like, ah, yes, that's right, I remember that. But 100% great. my favorite character, I mean, you gotta, you got to go with, with Tommy, of course, right? But, I don't know, I think your favorite is Arthur because that's the haircut you're trying to emulate. <laughs> that is my Halloween costume, yes. I'm, going I'm a dick like that. Are you ever going to get braids? Yeah, yeah, after Halloween. Okay, after Halloween. After Halloween, man. So I, I'm probably going to have to draw the mustache on to emulate it off of Shelby. But, uh, you well, know. I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I'm going to say something real mean if you... I'm just saying, man, like, I could I could probably grow, like, you know, a shit stain on my face, and then I'd just have to use, like, a marker or something to darken it in. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good show, man. I'm, I'm glad you finally committed. You will not be disappointed. Just burn some eyeliner. That'll yeah. <laughs> real good. Accentuate it, yeah. <laughs> All right, Tim. Well, uh, we'll check back in with you on Sunday, and we'll see how far along you are in the, uh, in the, in the Peaky Blinders show. All right? Yeah, I don't know how much farther because I got Thursday Night Football and then Friday night football, and then Saturday's football, and then Sunday's football, and then, and then, and then. But we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. Stay tuned in on the next episode of the Cohort Sports Report. See if Tim's checked in on any more of the Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Got till October 4th, big dog. All right, thanks, Tim. Have a good one. Have a good night. Put up or shut up. It's time for Lytle's Locks. It's Wednesday, so it's time to check in with our friend Billy Lytle, who we did not get to hear from last week. And uh, TBH, dude, I think it affected your performance. You went two and three. So... Yeah, it was not a hot week. No, that was a very cold week for you. Nobody did you any favors. Uh, Wasn't in the game. Last week, Flan was the high man at three and two, and then it was uh, a bunch of us, you know, myself included, you, Tim, and John, cousin John, all finishing two and three, and then Mateo, 
uh, after starting out pretty, pretty nice, goes one and four last week. So in the cellar dweller for him, looking to bounce back this week. That's rough. How are you feeling about your picks? Um, you know, new week. They're always, you're always feeling great about them come Wednesday night. Exactly, right? And then once Saturday comes along, you're just like, what the fuck was I thinking? You're just yelling yeah, at you're the hoping that Yeah, you're hoping the NFL can save you. The Washington State at US, UCLA game was the worst, man. Just the worst. Oh. The absolute worst. But Tim, Tim, put it, Tim put it, quite frank, last, last uh, segment, is that is the definition of Pac-12 after dark. It's just... 20-something unanswered points in 2 minutes and 30 seconds of actual game time is just absolutely unreal. Unbelievable. Chip Kelly fighting for his career right there. Yeah, it was true. on the line. True. He was trying dead. To show yeah. I can run an offense just as good as Mike Leach here, and I'm doing it with three-star prospects. Here, look. Look what I can do. So, picked a great fucking time, Chip Kelly. Pardon my French. All right. Um, so, overall now, the standings on the leaderboard – Flan sitting on top at nine six and one. Bill, you are right behind him at eight seven and one. And then myself and Mateo are tied at seven eight and one. Tim at six nine and one. Nice. And then cousin John, due to his late entry, is sitting there at two and three. So won't have a real way to. I'll start calculating winning percentages halfway through the year and, and actually be able to put us in an actual standing. But that's too much math for right now. The only numbers I care about are these spreads. So, you ready, Bill? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Let's start off with uh, number 21, USC, at number 17, Washington. Washington's giving 10.5 points. Tim was most confident about this game. Tim and John took USC, while both Flan and Mateo took Washington. Where are you going? I've been on the fence on this one, back and forth, and I'm thinking that US, that's a lot of points. USC's got a pretty solid uh, receiving core. I'm worried that they're not going to be able to run the ball on Washington, but We'll see how that one plays out. Not worried about the backup quarterback? You think that the talented wide receivers can make up for... Yeah, I think that their receiving core is deep enough because uh, Washington lost... How many uh, DBs got drafted out of there last year? Like, at least three. There was a handful, yes. I don't remember the exact number. Sa but I think they lost both safeties and a uh, corner. Yeah, so that secondary, young, inexperienced. We'll see how it her or, uh, holds up against USC. I too am going to agree with you. I think the Washington Washington doesn't really impress me. I mean, it's too many points. It ten and a I half. I don't like that. Ten yeah, and a half, half at home. I get, I get that you're you're playing up in up in Seattle there, but USC is. I mean, that's you know, you're only 17th. USC is only 21. I know rankings are irrelevant really at this at this point, but uh, that's ten and a half points for a team that you're only ranked four four slots ahead of in your in your conference. Come on, come on. All right. What doesn't what does what scares me a bit is the uh, shared opponent BYU is USC's loss and Washington throttled them last week. Yeah, well, was was that was that game that game was at BYU, was it? Yeah, that might have been the first game after uh, with USC's new quarterback as well. I think. Well, I also think it was an emotional come uh, emotional come down, right? So it's it's hard to it's hard to be up like that after beating USC and then keep that level going and maintain that against Washington, against a, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Doing too. it against a superior team two weeks in a row, I feel like that's just kind of shit scheduling, because you know that's unfortunate. But I uh, I had this been seven and a half points, I think I would have been a little bit more prone to. Uh, to take Washington. Yeah, they get, they got to keep it a two-score game. That would have been comfortable. That would have been comfortable. Ten, under 10. All right. Moving along, we have number 18, Virginia, traveling to number 10, Notre Dame, 
where this is another one where the point spread is large. Notre Dame giving 12.5 points at home. So Flan went Notre Dame. Cousin John went Notre Dame. Mateo and Tim went Virginia. I am going Virginia as well. I don't think Virginia is that bad. And, again, 12.5 points, that's generous. They could lose by 10. Uh, we're on the same page here. Virginia's got the number four defense in the country number what defense you whipped out, whipped out 14 14 not bad not too and shabby i did see that like four teams ahead of them because i think it is uh a big chunk of that is based off the yardage you've given up yeah one game one team had played two games and a few had played three they had played four yeah okay so and but what yeah was, what was georgia ranked? The squads what was georgia uh, ranked, right Maybe six. Yeah, okay. And what did Notre Dame do against Georgia? So this is going up against a, a not yeah. a, a lesser defense technically, but not was really. Was it like 24-17? It was a close game. It was a close game, but I'm still saying I think – that's what I'm saying. I think Virginia can hang in there. I think Virginia – Yeah, I think they can. I think this game for sure hits the under. Was that, what, Give me the last Notre Dame quarterback that we were like, wow, this guy is just good. Like, was it Brady Quinn? Because I feel like even Brady Quinn was, was susceptible to making mistakes. Like, who was the last – Notre Dame quarterback that you would just put blind faith in and just be like they're going out there and they're just winning this game they're just getting it done because I, I don't think have you were 16 for the 49ers yeah oh Joe Montana we're going that <laughs> far back jeez Louise man uh, are you gonna say Deshaun Kaiser no but I'm just saying I, that's why I'm saying I think I'm going back to Brady Quinn here because you know and even Brady Quinn was kind of a question at times but it was yeah the, the Quinn Samarja teams as I watch Samarja pitch right now in this Giants game but like I don't, I don't have the confidence with Ian Brook or Book, whatever his name is. I, it, whatever the quarterback's name is, I don't have the confidence in him. Yeah, I think they struggled to run the ball last week, so he's gonna have to throw the ball a lot again. Mm. I don't see this game being high scoring. It'd be interesting. I think it hits the under in Virginia. Definitely oh, oh, covers. So are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna parlay that pick, or are you just? Are you just? Oh, definitely the under on that. You are taking both. Okay. Yeah, I'll so, take both on. What that. was the over under? You, you brought that option up. I will take. Yeah. Both on that. What was the number I gave you? Sorry, I got a lot of games in front of me right now, Bill. I'm scrambling. Um, let me pull up what you sent. We're scrambling right now. I'm interested. Nobody's done this so far. You're the first 40 one. and a half. 40 and a half? 48 and 40, a half. And you're going under. Yes, sir. Under 48 and a half. All right, so just so we're clear, both those got to land for you to get credit for that pick, all right? Yeah, but it's looking pretty good. We either go to 0-2 or 2-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Parlay, parlay. All right, and then here's our official Pac-12 after dark pick. The UCLA Bruins are traveling to Arizona to take on Wildcats, and uh, Arizona's giving 6.5 at home. And Cousin John's the only one picking Arizona thus far. Flan, Mateo, and Tim are all taking UCLA. I guess they were impressed with Chip Kelly's back-against-the-wall performance. And uh, or Bill, where are you going? Um, I like those fighting Chip Kellys. Yeah, I'm just not too impressed with uh, Arizona. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't understand why Arizona, why Arizona's getting, why Arizona's giving a touchdown. I really don't understand it, but at the same time, part of me, six and a half, I feel like is a lot, especially for the University of Arizona. They've they've never shown that they've been like head and shoulders above their competition, even when Scooby was going there. Even when Nick I am going to roll the dice here, though. Uh, this game's going to hit the under, too. Ooh, okay, give me it's definitely way high give me the, give from me the their performance last week. Even though they did almost cover over by themselves last week, I'm going to roll the dice here. What's the number? 70. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's an easy one. 
I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to take Arizona because they're given six and a half. I feel like UCLA is going to have a disappointing game or a letdown game. And I, too, am going to parlay that with the under 70. So we got the twofold there for the both of us. I'm going to take Arizona, though. I, I don't know why they're given six and a half points, but I'm just thinking to myself, this is a Chip Kelly coach team that just got its first win, and I think they're in for a huge letdown. But doing it back-to-back oh, no, back Chip, on the road. Chip's going to get them on track. Doing it back-to-back back on the road. The ball's rolling now. You're right. I guess if this game was at the Rose Bowl, then it'd be a, a shoe-in that Arizona would take care of them. I don't know why he can't get it done there. It doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, he can't win at home. All right. All right, that's not good. That's not a, not a recipe for success there. All right, moving on into the NFL now. We have the Browns traveling to the Ravens, where the Ravens are giving seven points. Now, Flan's the only one taking the Ravens to this point. Mateo, John, Cousin John, and Tim are all taking the Browns. Now, for what it's worth, Tim did say that this is the game that he is least confident about. Uh, just, again, seven points with the Ravens. Me, out of my sheer, this is just a straight emotional pick, and you should never do this when betting, but I am taking, and it's just, it's logical to match with my emotions at this point. I'm taking the Ravens minus seven. I think that's just an easy pick. What say you, Bill? Uh, I think Cleveland's been overlooked this year. You know, they had the big hype preseason, but they're going to get on track, but it's not going to be this week. Yeah, so you're going to take the Ravens? It's not going to be this week. Not against Lamar. Not against that defense. I think they still got some work to do. Lamar's been balling out. That that Baltimore defense is not not nothing to shake a stick at. Still, I, the only questions I really have are the wide receiving core, and that's just because they've looked great. But it's also look at who they've played. You know, sort of type of deal with the Ravens, and um, at least you know two. Of the, the, I know the first two games were the Dolphins and and um, well the Dolphins Arizona. They, they played the Dolphins and the Cardinals. Yeah, and they just played the Chiefs, right? Didn't they not just yeah. And yeah. So yeah, the Chiefs respectable opponent there, but I you know it's just for now it's. The Browns, like you said, a lot of expectation. I think people really build this team to build, like, like to be the team. Uh, while I think they, if you get some pressure off on Baker on, and knock him off his spot, well, that's the he thing. Gets there's this, quick. The stat that's going around now is what does he have? Thirteen or he's got like thirteen starts, thirteen or sixteen starts, and he's got more interceptions than he does NFL starts. So it's a very highly underreported stat that people are omitting on purpose because they're trying to hype up the Baker train. Because he got a dope headband. <laughs> And he's just the swaggering quarterback that they want. But I think, yeah, seven Men choose the real answer. I think they need to get off the Baker wagon. I heard a I heard on the Levitard show somebody did it looks like, and they said Gardner Minshew looks like if David Arquette tried to dress up as Baker Mayfield for Halloween. <laughs> he, he does kind of look like a skit. And I thought that was pretty good. I was just like, yeah. Like or, you'd see it on a, like a Saturday Night Live. The other one I was seeing was Baker. The bro was, quarterback. Was the, uh, was the meme where they show Baker, and then they show the finger hitting the blue keyboard that says upgrade, and then the next picture was a picture of Gardner Minshew, and it was just it was kind of funny to see that. Like, yeah, there's a lot of mania there with, with him. But the difference is he's actually kind of backing it up slowly but surely. Smaller, much smaller sample size, but as of right now, he's backing it up. And that's one thing about, uh, one thing about American sports is the swagger and arrogance and all that, even if it's subtle and – and not done to be thrown in your face all the time. We still love it as long as you're backing backing it up with results. Uh, Gardner, arguably under the greatest college coach of all time. He's a leech product, so you know he's going to ball out. Yeah, there's just zero question. There's never a doubt in my mind. All right, Bill, moving on to the next game, we have the Carolina Panthers traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. The Texans are giving four and a half points, and I'm looking again. Mateo, Tim, and John. All taking the Texans, Flan taking the Panthers. Who are you going with and why? 
Um, I'm gonna go with the Texans. Josh, or uh, is it Kyle Allen? Yes, that quarterback. Yes, he played well last week, but I think this Texans defense, the pass rush, is gonna heat him up. You think so? Playing on the road. Interesting. I'm, I'm feeling the Texans. They got a pretty good squad this year. Taking the Texans. All right, I've been seeing there. If they can figure out how to uh, shore up that offensive line somehow. If. But I don't see how that – they might need to pull off some trades or something because Watson gets hit plus four like and a half. dozen times a game. Plus four and a half for the Panthers. I'm thinking to myself right now, right, do I think Kyle Allen is capable uh, – not capable of winning this game. Do I think Kyle Allen is capable of a backdoor cover in which they lose by three or less, right? And If I, they're down 10 and they kick the field goal with 150 to go, hoping for the onside kick sort of thing. But that's what I'm saying. I'd hope that they'd go for the touchdown in that instance and not the field goal because then that would allow me to pay out. Yeah. Pay out. But I, along that line of thinking, yes. So for that reason, I am taking the Panthers. I think that he is capable enough. I really think this guy's coming for a Cam's job. That was another thing I saw was a meme on Sunday of the – you remember that commercial where that little kid was just looking at Cam like, I'm just warming up my arm. And they're like, look at Kyle Allen grew up. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> took, took I do remember everything. that. That's pretty good. <laughs> so I think I think he's capable enough, right, you know, with the, uh, with the Panthers. So he should be able to get it done. Capable, that's all I'm looking for to get. Are you capable of getting the job done? Help me, help me get it done. Just looking line. for a cover. That's all, man. I don't need the results. I just need the cover. That's all. All right. Uh, all right. That's the result I'm looking for, right? I give a fuck about what your stats look like. Just make sure the scoreboard looks like it's supposed to. All right, Bill, we're going to move on to the wild card picks. And uh, right now I just want to judge the other guys' picks because they're not here so we can do that. And then we'll, oh, I get we'll give our own our own picks. So very original here, both Flan and John. Uh, John, actually, in an act of treason, uh, picking against the Raiders and taking both of them, both of them taking the Colts minus six and a half. Uh, what kind of shot do you, are you giving your Raiders going up this, wow. this Sunday? Uh, I know that I never bet against the, even when I know they're not going to, if I know it's easy money. Yeah, right. You just stay away from that's the game. Harsh, just bet a different man. game. Yeah, you just ignore that and take your L. Wow. Cousin John just showed no respect to, he knows what he got. He knows what he's got. He's, he, if he was sitting right near, right here, right now, he'd be telling us both. And, you know, his cousin John like, I know what I got on this team. I've been a Raiders fan for my whole life. He, he turned his back on Al's tour. And they've been disappointing me since 2003. All right, that's a that's what he'd be tell, he'd be going on a rant like that or something like that about how how the Raiders have just yeah. Might as well try to make some of your money back. Hedge it, yeah. Hedge all his bets. Smart man. <laughs> Wasted all that money on Oakland merchandise. <laughs> oh, you know. No, well, the thing is, you could still cheer for Oakland. You just cheer for them to suck. So that way, you still make your money back. So you could still wear the gear, right? Hey guys, I there want you, you to lose, but I want you to lose by this much, okay? And then we'll all be happy. And then I'll go be able to buy more Oakland merch and be a buy into the hysteria for next year. So. Oh, there's for sure some people hurting after some AB jerseys purchase. Oh, man. They're going to have to uh, have to figure out how to make that money somehow. <laughs> Imagine all the people that got that as a Christmas gift for somebody and just had to return it. Just, nope, nope uh, this not, is useless now. Uh, there is some people that got the Patriots one, too. Oh, that's true, right? Oh, yikes. Oh, man. You know right away some people who bought it. Oh. Good lord! All right, well, I seventeen. Moving on, 
as we look at these other games here, Tim uh, announced his wild card pick: the Saints plus two and a half. Um, they're they're hosting Dallas. This is an interesting pick. I would not take it if I were him. I would have not taken New Orleans. I think Dallas is more than capable of coming in there. They're, you're asking, you're asking Dallas to just win by a field goal. Like hello. Am I insane? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I thought I lost you there for a second, but I was like, "Am I insane?" You're just asking for Dallas to win by a field goal, and I think that they could do that on the road. Yeah, th- Dallas looks strong this year. Yeah, they really do. They got it clicking. I hate to say it, every year their fans say it, but they actually do look strong this year. Well, that's the thing is they look strong right now, and much like the Niners, you know, like I said, I have to, I've had to bit my or bite my tongue because of what what transpired this past weekend. But the Cowboys and the Niners are kind of like in the same pseudo hysteria of like, yeah, your team good not great and when your schedule toughens up we'll see what happens all right that's all i'm saying is we got to wait and see but you get right now you just sit back you let them mouth off and declare all these yeah it's still early and and then you double back later and you kind of point and laugh and say yeah well you, you fell for it again did you so it it making the nfc look a lot weaker though than it did uh, a few weeks ago yeah no 100 all right and then the last pick here uh mateo before we get to ours Mateo is taking the New York football Giants minus three. So he's going with Westgate, even though I've insisted that we go with Caesars, but whatever. He is bought into the Daniel Jones hype. Minus three. The Giants are hosting the Washington racial slurs. So I'm I'm just curious. The R words. So I'm just curious what – that's just what I refer to them as. Uh, just, Just a troll. So – I will never bet on on the, a Washington team as long as Dan Snyder owns them. I'll I'll never bet on them. So by that fundamental rule, Mateo's pick is logical. But yes, by super buying into the hype right now, it's going to be his home debut. The Giants did a great job of grooming the kid, getting him a shot at Tampa Bay. I think he performed way better than they thought he was going to play in Tampa Bay. But interesting to see what he's going to do against against Washington. The uh, the minus three though, that's cocky. Yeah, that that game's just gonna be ugly. Both those teams. That'll be one of those games. Chicago's where been a dumpster fire this year, and they hammered them on Monday night. That'll be one of those games where the red zone maybe highlights it like twice in the first quarter with some scores, and then you won't hear about it again until the fourth quarter when it's coming down to a game-winning drive and that game is 13-10 to 10 or 13-17 and there's, you know, three minutes and 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. It's one of And it's one of the first morning games to, to be done, right? Like, they all start at 10 on the West Coast here. But yeah, it'll be a quick one. It'll be like 12.45, and there'll be like three minutes left in the fourth quarter. You're like, Jesus Christ, this game flew by. And you look at the scoreboard, you're like, oh, that, that's why. Okay. Oh, Daniel Jones threw two picks. Okay. I'm just saying, it, it'd be. I don't know if he's going to throw two picks, but, I, you, you know, I know for a fact, oh, who's the uh, – Keenum. Keenum's going to throw two picks for sure. You can just I think, write that I on. don't even know if they're 100% of Keenum's starting. They might go to Haskins. Oh, wow. Okay. I could – that, line, that game, that, that, that shitty game, just actually all of a sudden became interesting. I would watch that game. I would watch that seventeen to fourteen. Absolutely. Oh, Haskins better ball out after talking all that shit on Jones. Just watching both of them, yeah. So, Giants minus three. That's an interesting pick. Bill, give me your wild card selection. Uh, I feel like they're just giving away free money this week. 
the Kansas City Chiefs are going to the extremely overrated Detroit Lions. Six and a half. Six and a half points, yeah. So you're gonna six take six and a half. You're gonna take KC minus six and a half. Yeah. Mahomes covers six and a half with not looking at receipt. Yeah. Those look bad. Hundred percent. I know Patricia's defense is supposed to be kinda nice this year and they've made adjustments and whatnot. Patricia's but, a lady's name. Their I, defense isn't that nice. <laughs> I think I think the 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 Lions, while they're undefeated, they are fraudulent. They are the the this is the most fraudulent undefeated team that's left. Without I, a doubt. Almost they blew a twenty one point lead to Arizona. Opening uh opening weekend. Now granted it was opening weekend and Arizona's been they've shown that they can be competitive in the games they've played this year, but still blowing a twenty one point lead, you blew a three score lead against the Arizona Cardinals and a rookie quarterback who just decided to come alive in the fourth quarter. I can't trust His Detroit. His very first start, have, yeah, that's bad. I have Marvin Jones Jr. on my fantasy team. He's been a solid performer for me this up until this point. But, you know, and I, that's no – and I'm not worried about Kansas City's pass defense. It's just I'm worried about Detroit's ability to score as much as Kansas City and keep up with that pace, and they they cannot. This is a smart pick, though. Yeah, I think going against Kansas City, you're only going to be alone about three or four possessions a game where you're not putting points on the board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like every time that you get the ball, you need to put points on the board, and it's, I mean, the field goal is obviously one. Yeah, it better be seven. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to settle for threes. has to be a touchdown, 100%. All right, well, that's a good pick. I am looking at my wild card game of the week, and, you know, I feel like this one's a no-brainer, so I'm thinking about parlaying it. I'm taking the Chargers at Miami minus 15 and a half. I just feel like 15 and a half on the road is absolutely disrespectful. But with that being said, I feel like this is the one week where Miami could actually just win the game outright. This will be one of those. The Chargers do pull stuff like that. They get a West Coast team coming over for an early morning game. It's 10 o'clock in the morning, right? So, you know what? On that, on that note, I'm switching it. I'm switching it. I'm taking the Dolphins plus 15 and a half against the Chargers. I don't think I think the Dolphins for sure lose, but I'm not saying that they're, they're definitely keeping this within within two scores or two touchdowns. I'm taking the Dolphins. Take it to the bank. This is the second time I bet on the Dolphins. If they let me down, I'm never betting on them again. Or I'm always betting against them. How about that? So you could be the only person in the country that has bet on them twice. Yeah, <laughs> to cover, to, to cover, win. to cover. Yes, yeah. to cover, and not the other team to cover. So that's where I'm. I'm clinically insane. Uh, but yeah, that way I don't have to parlay it. I feel good enough about that bet. The 15 and a half points, man. Come on, this is one of those games where I could see Philip Rivers just throwing a du- two ducks. Get you know, this would be a, this will be the Philip Rivers stat line, like, oh, uh, 21 of 34. For 264, two touchdowns, two picks, and Rosen, you know, Rosen has one of his Rosen stat lines, but he throws for he throws for a touchdown. Maybe the Dolphins get a freak pick six, or, you know, the field goals keep him in it. I don't know. It's just going to be one of those games. Special man. teams touchdown. Exactly. There'll be some wacky shit that happens in this game. The Chargers, the West Coast team going back east to play the 10 a.m. game, you know, against the Dolphins team that really, I mean, I know none of those guys are buying in, but what the hell do they have to lose, right? This could be a game. This this could be a game. That's all I'm saying. Eight. All right. I don't think they want to get going in sixteen. No, it's no, a little no. Abs- absolutely not. But I, I I have a good feeling about this pick. It's a gut feeling. A gut feeling. You know, I, I like it. 
All right, Bill, uh, any other parting shots or anything you want to get off your chest before uh, before we let you go here? Uh, I went to confession. I come clean. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, that is Billy Lytle. That has been Lytle's Locks. We will talk to Bill again on next Wednesday. Again, the invitation always open on Saturdays to come out and get some catch some Pac-12 after dark with uh, with us, you know, because the, you know where I'm at, so. Uh, deer season's over, so you got a lot better chances to hear me. Yeah, but when's duck season start? I know that shit overlaps. It seems like it's like NASCAR, man. It, it runs for like the hunting seasons. They run for like ten months out of the year, and then you get these stray like two weeks out of the year where where there's nothing, and then all of a sudden another season starts up. Yeah, essentially. Huh? Essentially. Yeah. I November. Know. November. Ducks for oh, okay, so we get a solid month of Pac-12 after dark with you before you start disappearing again. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'll be deer hunting in Nevada. I'll be gone for like eight days in October. Ooh, we're going to have to text. So we're going to have to make sure you get the Wi-Fi to get your picks in. Yeah. Well, I'll check the service out there. I might have to do one from the field. Ooh, right, yeah. Hey, I'm out here. If in I the, could stay up that way. I'm out here in the blind, and I'm just I'm camping out waiting to get an early morning action. <laughs> Speaking of early morning action. I'm going to take the Jaguars plus seven and a half. No, <laughs> I, I could see it. Yeah, I'll be up for those 10 a.m. games, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Bill. And, yes, we will talk to you again on next Wednesday. And uh, fingers crossed we see you out there on Saturday. Sounds good. Later. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner. Ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for this episode of the podcast. All right, first up, I have Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge um, hit a raised banner in left center field um, during batting practice. That was about probably 500 feet away. So that man is... An urban legend, like Paul Bunyan-esque, what he does with a baseball bat, just obliterating baseballs. I know his ba- I know his batting practice, but still, a, still a huge win. That's you know, look up that video, look up that video, and see how far that ball goes. He oh, incinerates it. It's gone. I'll be surprised if there's any laces left on that ball, any stitches left. Excuse me. So that's a win. Next up. I have Shaq, who is the actually the only player in 2K history to ever be ranked a perfect 100 score overall. And when he was told about that, he laughed and reacted. I thought I was lazy. So in refer in reference to uh, the uh, Kobe thing, all in good fun there though. So uh, that's a that's a win for for Shaq for sure. Um, being rated a perfect 100, that's amazing. So, but I was so lazy is what Shaq had to say back to that. And, Shaq being the uh, the entertainer that he is. All right. Next up on winners and losers, I have Baker Mayfield making comments about Rex Ryan for uh, Rex Ryan saying that he's overrated as hell. And honestly, I don't like Baker having his ears perked up like this and saying that it, or and paying attention to what people are saying. Just keep your head down and it's whatever, you know. And uh, I mean, he did a great job of answering it. And if he's just going to answer it like this and let it go, that's fine. I don't want him. I don't want him going on on any more tangents about it. Right? He's he's told reporters today that he said uh, Rex's Rex Ryan's comments were whatever. And then he went on to add, and I think this is where it has to end right here. After this, this is where mic drop, walk away, don't address the situation anymore. If you don't wear orange and brown, you don't matter. And Rex Ryan doesn't have any colors right now for a reason. Referencing Rex Ryan's unemployment. 
So, well, he works for ESPN, but not the lack of a coaching position for being known as a coach. I mean, you're an analyst right now on ESPN, and we know that you'd go back to coaching in a heartbeat, regardless of what you say. And, uh, yeah, there's a reason why Rex Ryan's not coaching. But I, I don't need Baker Mayfield making those comments, man. It's just brush it off, move along. You know, you pull the whole Patriots thing where you say, hey, we're just focused on getting better. We're just focused on our next opponent. We got a, a tough divisional matchup against the Ravens, and I'm focused on preparing on that. I can't be distracted by outside noise. Boom, done. It's good to go. But, you know, Uncle Colin Coward likes to point this out too. Baker's got that swagger about him where he feels like he needs to, to you know, show this bravado, and it's just like, bro, just ignore it, you know? So, I mean, I like what he said, but I also don't like how he approached it. So it would be, this would be one of those things where if I looked at Baker, I'd be like, well, if you have to say something, I don't recommend that you do, but if you are forced to say something, say this and you should be fine. Next up on the winners losers list, we have Gridiron Heights. That's a W as well because, uh, I mean, those, those are just funny-ass cartoons, man. One minute of your time breaks down what's going on in the NFL. Uh, very, very loose interpretation. Nice take. Nice little one-minute joke. Gets it, it's, for me, Gridiron Heights is like an appetizer, or excuse me, an hors d'oeuvre for the appetizer that is Game of Zones. That, well, that's what I've come to expect. So sometimes I'll go back and watch old Gridiron Heights during during playoffs before Game of Zones come, and then I rewatch the Game of Zones. Just, you know, I'm, I'm, I have no life like that. That's what I do when I kill time at night, when I'm just laying there sleepless. If I'm not watching Netflix, I'll go back and I'll watch Gridiron Heights or Game of Zones. Or porn. So next up on the winner's loser's list, uh, Vince Sanity's Dunk. And which one, you might be asking, I'm talking about the oh-so-famous 2000 dunk from when he just threw down was over the seven-footer. Forgive me, guys. I was seven years old at the time this happened, seven or eight, and I'm trying to find the link for it. But, yes, on this date in 2000, Vince Carter jumped over that seven-footer from, I believe, Sylvania. I think that's where it was from. Where it was from. Wherever, wherever it was from. But just needless to say, Vince Carter had the bunnies, had the hops his entire career. Yeah, on this day in 2000, Vince Carter dunked over 7'2", Frederick Weiss, during an Olympic game. Man. Back when Vince had hair. <laughs> That's messed up. I shouldn't have taken that shot. But, uh, yeah, so dope dunk. Uh, one, of the, one of the best, you know, highlight. You'll see it on all the highlight reels of dunking, and it's one of the best of all time. So... All right, uh, next up on the winners-losers list. A lot of winners, but not really finding too many losers, man. That's whatever. All right, so the Clippers are on a team-building trip, and they went fishing. They went uh, big. looks like this boat that they were on, pretty big. Um, it's like if you go out to Key West or Miami or something like that, you go fish for marlins or something like that. It looks like that's what they were doing. Nice little team-bonding experience. So, or they might have been doing it off the West Coast. I don't know why I put them on the East Coast, but there was something to that effect. You know, you get what I'm saying. So, good for the Clippers. I think it's important that you get some team unity, and the Warriors have shown this that the the closer of a bunch you are, more coherent and co and engaged with each other, it really just manifests itself out on the court and, and and really comes to light on the court. It manifests itself off the court, and then it comes to light on the court, and your performance is just enhanced. So, I, I give the Clippers credit for doing this. This is smart. Whoever organized this. And the Clippers, I'll acknowledge they are a, a, a threat in the West. A championship favorite. Pump the brakes. On paper, they look great. We'll see how those guys play together. Again, this is a step in the right direction, but I'm not ready to just give them the championship right now like we were giving the dubs back uh, a couple years ago. Again, 
I mean, once the Dubs get healthy, they'll be able to challenge. And that's not just the homer in me. That's just a logical basketball fan. Look at the tape. Look at how the Warriors are going to go back to playing and, and the pieces that they brought in. This is a Warriors team that addressed the bench. So I have no no issue here with what's going to happen as long as D'Angelo Russell fits in. If Of course, if he doesn't fit in, that's going to be a problem. But, um, yeah. So I, I think just watch out. Watch out, Clippers. Watch out. I'm not ready to crown them just yet. They're going to be good. I don't, know if they're cha- I don't know if they're champs just yet. All right, moving on to winners and losers. I have LaMelo Ball is now being looked at as a potential number one overall prospect because of how he's been balling out down in New Zealand, in the, in the uh, that New Zealand basketball league, the NBL. And, I mean, it's 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 validating his his talent because he's playing against other professionals. Granted, they might not be the cream of the crop. These are guys that... Uh, what you're seeing actually is a lot of guys now are gonna go play a year down there, down under, and then they're gonna they're gonna get paid for it. They're gonna hone their skills, and the NBL is gonna the NBL and the and the G League are gonna become the two developmental leagues for the NBA. I mean, you got the you got the European stuff that you can look at over there as well. But I have a feeling that they're gonna gravitate towards you know it's gonna be unfortunate because that's uh, until until the NBA can figure out. Let me rephrase it like this: until the NBA can figure out what they're going to be doing with the G League and how they can get more people to, and they can get a pipeline to the G League with, with these top college prospects. They're going to continue that don't, that with the top prospects that don't want to go to college, excuse me, these guys are going to continue going down under because I feel like the level of talent is probably a little bit better down there. The pay, the lifestyle, you know, all that, all that good stuff. And, you know, and, and that's why LaMelo's getting all this attention now is you're playing against other professionals. You're not going around to these high schools where, you know, I, I've seen the I've seen the memes or I mean seen the videos in the back of the day and even you know current day, uh, you know for Zion Williamson and now it's going to be for Lamelo Ball. Imagine you're a sophomore on varsity and you're feeling pretty good about your team and you're starting and you've had a long ass day in history class in geometry. You know maybe you didn't have to participate in PE because you got the, you got the game later tonight so you got some stretching in and all of a sudden. Here comes Zion Williamson or LaMelo Ball, and they just light your ass up the entire evening, and then you have to go back to school tomorrow and sit in whatever class it is just thinking about how you just got dominated by a grown-ass man. So that's that's where I think it's a little bit more impressive that LaMelo Ball is putting up the highlight videos and the numbers that he is in the NBL as opposed to what he's doing in the high school. It's just it's tough to, it's tough to blow these guys up when they're in high school because you're playing against you, – you, there's, there's kids there that – yeah, you you get what I'm saying with high school. All right, there's there's prospects and then there's not prospects that are still making that are still on the teams. But I'll just leave it at that. Moving along, Kyrie Irving has suffered a facial fracture, and this is I'm gonna this is the lone L on the winners and losers, honestly, because I'm gonna be interested to see how this affects not not Kyrie's style of play, but just his overall mentality, right? Kyrie, very interesting on a psychological perspective of how he, he's very unhappy, right? He's one of these new age basketball millennial players that, that you know, having the money, the fame, being good at basketball, it's not all for, it It, it doesn't just do it for him, right? There's more, there's more than meets the eye to Kyrie Irving. It's interesting. And while he's a fascinating case study, I really think that stuff like this and just not having everything go perfect in Brooklyn now that him and KD, and I guess you could lump DeAndre Jordan in there for that big three, have come together you're already looking at a year without KD, so Kyrie's gonna want to be the ma- show that he can be the man. Although he's gonna end up having to play play nice with KD, but 
It's, it's just interesting, man, this guy's psyche, because we've seen him become disengaged midway through a basketball season. So now imagine, luckily this is happening right at like the start of training camp, so it's not like he's going into the hopefully he won't be going into the season with a mask. Maybe he will be. Maybe that affects the start of his season. Maybe he gets off to a rough start. Maybe he pouts. I don't know. It's just going to be something to watch with Kyrie Irving moving forward because it's not all going to be peaches and cream in, in Brooklyn at the start. They look good on paper next year. This year, this year it's a playoff team, but they ain't winning no championship. All right, last up on the winners-losers list, I have a report here that Alabama wide receivers actually play Rochambeau to determine who's going to catch touchdown routes in games. This happens in games. This is a giant W. Imagine that you had the audacity to know that, the arrogance and the audacity to know that you were going to score a touchdown within the next three plays. So, hey, wide receivers, Go ahead, Rochambeau, and whoever wins Rochambeau, that's that's what I'm going to be looking at as the primary target, so you better get open. Uh, it's not a guarantee that that's, you know, whoever wins the Rochambeau ends up get, catching the touchdown pass, but that, that beca- that's who becomes the primary target. Tua confirmed it on the Dan Patrick Show this morning in an interview, a candid interview, so I just thought that's it's amazing, man. So funny how this, this stuff works. It's uh, a... <laughs> Just so the arrogance. I love it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Good on Alabama. If you could do it, I'm not going to knock it if you could do it. If it don't work, that's when it starts to look stupid. But as long as it's working right now, that just makes it awesome. All right, on that note, it is time to wrap things up with the pop culture update. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. So uh, first things first, um, we'll pull back the curtain again. We open up and we take a look at the uh, the Twitter feed, what's, what's popping on, the what's trending on Twitter. And uh, there's a second arrest has been made in the connection with Mac Miller's death, his overdose. It says, according to the Lake Havasu City Police, a second man was arrested as a result of an investigation into the late rapper's death. Last year, the Los Angeles County Department of Medical Examiner Coroner determined that Miller died from mixed drug toxicity. 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 There you go. Of fentanyl, cocaine, and ethanol. I was doing such a great job up until that point. So that is good news. Hold those accountable. I mean, obviously, it was ultimately it was his decision to ingest those substances, but he should have never gotten them in the first place. You need to be doing a better job of fighting stuff like that because then you get beautiful, creative individuals who might be slightly troubled, but you get creative, beautiful, slightly troubled individuals like Mac who are, who are gone forever because of it. And then just think of it. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Think of all the other drug-related deaths that aren't even just direct overdose. They're just killings over the drugs. But anyway, I didn't mean to... I'll, I'll step down from the soapbox on that. I'm sorry. Looking along at other pieces of pop culture, not a whole lot of shit here, huh? Not a whole. Oh, okay. Stop the press. Adam Sandler's new movie, Uncut Gems. What a trailer, huh? I saw this. This is wild. I can't wait. I hope this is a, uh, just a Netflix release. I hope I don't have to go see this. I don't have to. How how invalidish of this does it sound to me? I hope I don't have to go outside and see that. I hope it just comes straight to Netflix. But that it's got Adam Sandler. The three the three guys I recognized right off the right off the bat were Adam Sandler, Mike Francesa, for whatever reason that is, and then Kevin Garnett. And it looks like Adam Sandler plays a jeweler who ends up getting money from Kevin Garnett 
and goes to his bookie, Mike Francesa, and starts taking that large sum of money and betting it on games or KG in specific. Not 100% sure because it was, it, I mean, it was like a, it was a decent trailer, about two minutes, 30 seconds. But uh, if I remember correctly. And and then he ends up, those bets go sideways, and he gets in trouble. KG ends up coming after him. I believe, That's what the drift I got from the initial trailer. We'll see if when another trailer comes out if that's, in fact, what it is. But, uh, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be a good movie. You see Adam Sandler in the serious role for once. And uh, I'm sure there's still going to be bits of comedy. You know, it's Adam Sandler at the, ult- at the end of the day. But, yeah, in that serious, stoic role, that's, uh, that's going to be interesting to see. You know, he always plays the sleaze. So... Always interested to see when guys that we love or you know actresses that we love they go and they flip and they get to play the the dark character. They usually say that they like that stuff, but um, you know I'm, I'm sure it is fun, fun to do from time to time. So yes, uncut gems. That's man, something to look forward to there. And I am looking, I am looking, and it looks like that might be. Oh. This one's funny. I like this. It's a uh, Hurricane Karen, the the new hurricane that's coming in. A lot of memes. They got the uh, "Can I speak to your manager?" haircut going on, and it's just uh, I love the internet, man. Never fails to bring, even if it's just a slight smirk to my face. Can always count on Twitter to do that. And uh, so shouts out to whoever started coming up with these Hurricane Karen memes because they are pretty funny. This is so awesome. Uh, the hurricane names in general, the hurricane naming system is just is wild. All right, well, that'll do it for me. Uh, Talked a lot, man. I need to rest my voice. All right? No. Um, This weekend, going to be calling high school football again. So if you're in the area, stream it. Listen to KSRO. Uh, Listen on KSRO.com. You can stream it if you're in the area, 1350 AM, 103.5 FM, 94.5 FM. You know, just from covering the high school games, I just want to say this real quick. And I opened up with the, the, the Steelers negativity, and I'll close with this. I want to see a more complex play calling system, all right? I've, I've been calling these. I've been doing color commentary for these high school games, and I've seen, granted, it's only been two high schools, but two high schools ran more complex schemes and plays than what the Steelers were doing in the first half against the Niners. Now, granted, they started to open up the playbook there in the second half, but Jesus Christ, man. I, I mean, I'm all for trying to get a guy in rhythm, but that was just such conservative play calling. I hope I never see that again. You need to let the kid play and test himself, all right? I mean, if we're going to consider this a lost year where he just develops and he practices, get him out there for experience. Let him make a mis- let him make the mistakes. Let him overcome those mistakes. Otherwise, I feel like you're just inhibiting a young quarterback's growth. I st- again, I still have faith in this team. They're just too, again, too good on paper. i got to see him execute. I know I knocked the Browns for being too good on paper. But, again, you have to see him execute, come together, be a cohesive unit. And I think it is very possible. There's still a lot of pieces on this roster that can, that can make it work. And uh, it's just going to be a matter of, of play calling. Execution. And while I think that sounded really smart, that was just pretty generic, dumb football stuff. So, on that note, again, listen to me on Friday. Uh, maybe we'll see you out at Osceolos uh, uh, for Pac 12 after dark. Don't be afraid to say hi. Always there. You could always be helping us avoid another, another situation. Uh, listen back to Sunday's episode. Again, if you need to get caught up on that and those very, very aggressive, well, the one very, very aggressive. Uh, birthday troll all right so that'll do it for me i'll be back on sunday with mateo and i believe flan tim should be there too and you know we'll have another we'll be recapping is a week 
week four of the NFL season already. Jesus Christ, week four. Didn't even talk about that terrible Monday night game, but that's because it was a terrible Monday night game. I mean, I knew the Brown, I knew the Bears were going to win. Come on, it's it's the Washington R words. Come on, come on. I mean, what do you think? All right, to the haters and losers, of which there are many. Until next time. My Crocs do the moves, eh? Coming in hot, throwing hell, nigga. You ready or not? Getting a slippery hickory docking your bitch in my world. Cell phone, please don't crash and burn. Eh? To my best concern, eh? She on self for gold. I guess my ship somehow won't turn. Look where we headed, headed. My chick breaded, my deep fried game Popeyes. Got the key to my self esteem. Guess that's why we done locked eyes. Open browser, my shit shell. Gas prices on one dog. I'm gone, so it's fuck y'all. She offline, and it's one star. Offline, and my DMs be buzzing on some slick shit. I'm in town, let's kick it. Her tits fake, she took lift. Uber everywhere, my shit like 20 freaking dollars. Please remind me, sink my vocals, princess. At the tower, that's at the tip of the ice. 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 Fuck it, they wanna be nice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. I'm too smooth, you can't touch this like an edge of a knife. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be friends. At me on snapping the grand. I got a tummy chuck, you feel little homie, get as close as you can. I'ma get grimmies like a plastic couch. Uh, y'all try shoot a grouch. Uh, damn, I came up hydro. Uh, Why the try made me sprout? Ooh, I'ma go swerve on Berg. Uh, might sing threes on Bird. Uh, LX might fly coach. Uh, you can get popped like Spurs. Uh, I'm too tall, don't reach my nigga. That's cookie jar before sub. I'ma be next on deck. My code and you look. Uh, stay off boat, you wait, bro. In booth like a trade show. We won't crash and die. Impossible if Captain Saber. That's the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. I'm too smooth, you can't touch this like an edge of a knife. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be friends. At me on snapping the grand. I got a tummy chuck, you feel little homie. Get as close as you can. I'ma get off.